joining me tonight is Jess. Howdy, howdy. And Nicole. Hey, yo. Happy Star Wars Day. That's when we are recording this for the listeners. <laughs> and everyone always forgets when they don't know when we record this. But... And Mama Kay. I hope the fourth was with you. That's And nice. also with you. And tonight, what about me? (laughs) And also with you. And tonight, we are doing our host pick episode for May. For those who have not listened to a host pick episode, it's one of the four host picks. The uh, best kind there is. Yeah, why haven't you listened? That's what I'm asking. Well, we get new listeners sometimes. So, and maybe, maybe they didn't. They saw the the weird format and didn't want to do it. But if they're (gasps) listening for the first time to a host pick episode, the one of the four posts here pick something for the other three to watch, and it can be a movie, but it can be pretty much anything that's movie length and streaming free somewhere. So, we've had documentaries, we've done short series, we've done episodes of TV shows, we've done all kinds of different stuff. But uh, it was Nicole's pick this time. And what did you have us watch, Nicole? I had us watch Death Note 2. <laughs> Death Note 2. The, is there a second? The sequel? There is a second. Well, there's a second. The Death Note is complicated, and we, we I don't really want to go into well, all I that. Well, so. I didn't pick that. I was fooling around. I picked, <laughs> I, I picked the 2004 film The Notebook with mm. Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. When they were and you babies. Said, <laughs> and you said you had never seen this before, right, Nicole? I, I never saw this before, and when this came out, I was um, around 11 years old, I guess. So I guess girls my age were like all about that movie. So I was kind of left out of the loop for the last, uh, I don't know, 12, 15 years. 11-year-old girl yeah. seems to be a pretty target demographic for this, I would think. Um, okay, you said... I I, I, oh, go ahead. It's a love story. It's a love yeah. story. Um, okay, had you ever seen The Notebook before? No, not one frame of this movie had I ever seen before. Really? Not, not, not even on he... Tumblr? I feel like I've seen, like, <laughs> I'm a bird, you're a bird thing on Tumblr a lot. No, I've only seen, you know, memes related to it. I didn't think that those were actual, like, parts of the movie, and surprised they weren't. Well, so. there were some parts, in the, uh, I've seen a couple of gifts from this, not knowing it was from this, and then like the scene would happen, I'd be like, oh, that's where that's from. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. I, the rain I, I and the boat. I've, I've never seen The Notebook either, so we're three Wait, three. I am the only one who's seen this movie. That ever this happened? This is insane. I said that to Nicole, I was like, this is going to be the first time <laughs> in the history of our 200 plus episodes that Jess is the only one who's seen this before. That is a it, very And I actually don't even like it. <laughs> I Spoiler, was you spoiled it way ahead of time. <laughs> when we were, when yeah. I was watching it, I was very worried about the Jess factor, but knowing that you've seen it before, eh, it sheds I a different Jess light. might have been... I, I thought she might well, have been in that group. Well, my friend Tori made me watch it mm-hmm. in high school. And that was the first time I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, before we get into any more about uh, our, our thoughts on it and uh, the Nicole's-led uh, discussion, this is what the notebook's about. A sweeping love story told by a man reading from his faded notebook to a woman in a nursing home. The notebook follows the lives of two North Carolina teens from very different worlds who spend one indelible summer together before they are separated, first by her parents and then by World War II. And more stuff happens, but uh, that's what this synopsis is going to give you. So, if you haven't seen The Notebook, and you, for some reason, 
want to go back, it's on HBO Max, and it, like uh, I think Nicole said in the last episode, if you have just like a regular cable TV su- subscription, it's it's kind of on TV a lot. It's on like oh, it's uh, constantly on those it movie is. channels. It's on those a lot. So if you have any of those, um, so it's it's pretty available. And I was assuming anyone who's Anyone who's wanted to see this has probably already seen it. I don't think there's a lot of people going back 20 years later to revisit this for the first time. But uh, there you go. Just HBO Max. Us. Except us. Except for uh, Nicole <laughs> leading, the, leading the charge. So HBO Max and probably on TV right now. Uh, check it out if you have any interest before we spoil it. No uh, formal structure to this one other than what the picker wants to talk about. So, Nicole, why did you pick this for us? And what do you want to start with here? Well... I imagine anybody that would listen to this episode is someone who has seen this before or loves a particular cast member in this and they follow their their films. So, like I said, you know, prior to this, I I really wanted to see this and I just wanted to know what the hype was uh, all about. I actually have four. They're not really scene driven questions. They're just kind of more open discussion of the movie itself. I mean... I'm curious to know what you guys think about these couple points that I'm going to bring up. But basically, I mean, it's pretty straightforward movie, like a, a love story that goes awry. And of course, the letters that he writes to her after they break up never seem to make it to her. And she thinks they're done and, and gone. But we know that's not the real story. So my, my first question I really want to know is, why do you guys think that this movie... If you put a category of within the last 20 years, why do you think that this is the go-to movie that comes to mind when someone says romance love story? Because I'll, I'll say, even if I, I've never seen this before, but if someone said what's probably the most popular love story from the past 20 years, I really feel like The Notebook is number one, if not in the top three for many people. So what do you guys think about that? When you say the last 20 years, I think we're pushing it maybe a little bit, but I, I would think Titanic would come to my mind is that like 2001 or isn't that like 98 maybe oh, okay so it's a little bit older um i feel like these are when's love actually older. that's the first one i think of is love, ah, actually. love actually is amazing yes, uh like 2000 i'll just go ahead and say <laughs> <laughs> um why 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 do people think about this movie i'm not really sure honestly it is not i mean a typical romance movie is going to run what an hour 30 this ran 30 minutes longer than almost 30 minutes longer than that or maybe a little more and it could have mm-hmm. run an hour shorter than it did because it was it there was just so much looking in people's eyes and at <laughs> scenery and that's the beauty of the romance <sighs> I've seen this done so much better in so many different, I mean, I can think of a movie for like from the 19, the actual 1940s that is more of a romance than this movie was. Well, I, I had to put the ew. disclaimer of last 20 years on it because I know we could think of better things, but I just feel like if you ask people our age uh, to their 30s, 40s even, that you know, we're interested in seeing this as a date movie or something like that. I feel like this is like at the top of lists for some reason. And so, I'm wondering why. It's so Ryan Gosling. I, I'm looking at, 
<laughs> yeah, so it's early Ryan Gosling and right. Rachel McAdams. I don't think they were they they had some movies out yet. I think this is the first one that was uh, commercially successful for Ryan Gosling. I don't think he was super known outside of like film people before this. Well, uh, Mickey this Mouse is, Club so I, people followed him from the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes. So okay, fine. there's that. But that's not that's not really the same. He, 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 that's not a household name. He's household name after this movie. Um, the there is this is a, so this is a Nicholas Sparks adaptation. Nicholas Sparks right. is has written like twenty different novels. They're all love novels, and there are those ones with that you see in a bookstore, and it's got the pretty guy and the pretty girl and a sunset in the background, and it's all uh, like like airbrushed and. It it's it looks and every movie adaptation which there's been like like eleven or twelve they all just do that it looks just like that it's a very it's super it's the most saccharine sappy cliche ridden basic love story you can make and I, this is I, I've never seen a Nicholas Sparks movie before this and this is like the highest rated one by far not just by users who you know obviously love it but critically it's I think fifty three Rotten Tomatoes. By far his highest rated. All the rest are thirty something or less. Um, so his the, the his works. One. <laughs> yeah, what is that one called? The <laughs> last song. That. Yeah, so that's I'm, I'm looking. Oh I'm looking. Lord. I have his whole thing up in front of me. Twenty one percent on that one. So there you go. That's like an average. <laughs> There's one well, I want to see where where apparently Kobe Smolders is like a ghost the whole time, but you don't know that. I mean, spoiler for that movie. But I really don't care if you if you're spoiled for that movie because that I don't think that you. You know, that doesn't matter. <laughs> You're spoiling um, so, a Nicholas Sparks movie, please. How dare you? I well, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I think <laughs> plot like, this twist: is, they fall in love. Exactly, <laughs> seriously, and so like this is like Two the best white version. People fall in love. This is like supposed to be the best version of this from him, and the most popular. And um, I'm kind of with Bob McKay, where like I, I had, I, I maybe my expectations were a little too high. I thought it was, I was gonna maybe like this, possibly, and um, I couldn't tell you why people like this well, as there's like more there's more questions to be had but what do you think jess i really thought that jess would like this movie just based on oh nostalgia <laughs> purposes that she probably saw it with a friend group when she was like 14 and like uh, i did too honestly i thought jess yeah. would have a nostalgia for this because you had you have just actually you have can i tell you a story about movies. this movie we yes. need the story yes so I watch it with my friend Tori in high school. You probably were in like ninth grade. And we always had this ongoing joke that I am just like not emotional, which actually kind of is still true. Uh, like Tori <laughs> was a like a crier and her parents were just like, you know, emotional people. And I was like, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't really cry, cry that often. And they're like, we're going to make you cry. We're going to watch this movie and it's going to be great. And it was actually um, – her older sister went through a breakup, and so we were all like, we're just going to watch The Notebook. And I remember it was me, Tori, and her sister, like, in bed watching this movie, and both of them were, like, bawling, like, tears out, and I was, like, just sitting there. And, uh, <laughs> no reaction whatsoever. So people have been um, trying to get you to react to movies for a long time. It's not just me. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's so been, a, it's been an ongoing new. thing to make you feel something when watching a movie. <laughs> And I think that just kind of supported, like, the hypothesis Jessica is, is soulless or something. Um, so that's the background to the movie. I, I never liked it. I, I still don't like it. Um, but why I think people do, it's one of the few romances I think that's not a rom-com or doesn't have any ounce of comedy in it. Mm -hmm. And it is full circle. Um, so it it's them as adult or, I guess, 
aging adults and they met when they were kids. Um, I think it's also something people fantasize over. Like everyone has that summer love and they wish that it actually was true and it was a lifelong thing and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I see that. Interesting. So none of us really like, maybe Nicole. I don't know if you like it, Nicole. It sounds like well, the three um, of us don't really like it that I'll, much. I'll save mine till the end. Oh, well, this is going to stretch it. I think I'll give it away with one of my questions. I did have to put in a little <laughs> side note here that I really thought that I knew something about this movie. And I thought that the song I'll Always Remember was in this, but that's actually a walk to remember. So I really did not know anything <laughs> about yeah, a walk um, to remember. I mean, <laughs> with Mandy Moore. Yeah. With Mandy Moore. I remember um, that. Yeah. That's also a, thought... yeah, Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 27% Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to keep bringing that up every time one of those. That's is. another one that I would put into this category of if you asked younger girls what you think of of romance movies, I feel like that one would be up there too. But I want to jump ahead a little bit into the movie and we can talk about the beginning a little bit later, but I want to know just initially, when we were getting into the beginning scenes of seeing our main characters as young people, were you, was anyone else getting Grease vibes at all? Did this just feel like the beginning of Grease? <laughs> and it's funny like that summer, you say that. Summer loving? Now that you say that, I can kind of see it. It just yep. missed like the, the dance cues and the singing cues, but it was yep. almost there. Like they could have really broke out in song when they were laying in the middle of the street, and he would have mm-hmm. just said some sort of ballad or something. And summer loving could have started playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just thought of that when I was when we were watching it yesterday, and I, I just added that to my questions because I wanted to see if anybody else felt that because it was like, oh, the the ha- handsome guy and the and the really pretty rich girl who's only here for the summer, but he's nothing, and she's seeing someone else when he's jumping up in the um uh carousel or whatever the hell that's uh Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. It was yeah. so Danny Zuko. Like it was just I felt. I didn't even sad. realize it was a rich girl poor girl a rich girl poor guy movie until um. Maybe the parents. I didn't realize he was poor. he was super poor and she was super rich, especially because the well, dad's house like is a... like kind of nice. His house well, was fine. Him as like a laborer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a laborer, but I mean, I I, I didn't think of him as like, I, like you know, it, like I said, when I saw the house, his dad's house that he lives in, I'm like, that's that's a nice house. Like, I, okay. I, I'd be happy yeah. with that house. <laughs> it was fine for the forties, you know. Yeah. yeah um, nice. Okay. My next question is: Do you think that? the cast was picked appropriately for this movie. And we have a couple different pe- people to discuss besides Allie and Noah. We have old Allie and Noah. And, and I have another question to kind of follow up on that, that me and Brennan discussed very briefly after we watched this. But I, I, I think I just want to know, do you guys think that that was cast appropriately? Did you feel like those people were in character? And do you think that, the older Noah and Allie, I know this could get c- kind of long into the discussion, but do you think that the m- story itself was enhanced by having old Noah and Allie re- revisiting this story of their lives? Or do- would you have preferred it as just a story in the 40s? For- first on the casting, the ch- the- I think maybe another reason people like this, the two leads are selling the crap out of this crap like they're really trying to 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 make you believe this 
oh, the writing it's it's laughable but they're really trying to sell it so i think they're two leads in the in the 40s ryan gosling and richard mcadams perfectly fine i think the yeah the two elderly people are i don't believe for any second at all that they act like this younger couple would when they're old. They don't seem like an older version of the younger couple. Also, we were discussing you, you and I. I was like, when at the end we we get like the reveal that that they're the older version. I'm like, oh, is that supposed to be a reveal? I thought that from the beginning. Like, why else would this guy be telling? I it, it felt to me like that was like that was already like common knowledge to the moviegoer or to the reader or whoever. I, I was surprised that that was supposed to be a surprise. Um, the only thing I can say off of that is any ounce of surprise could be because they don't call him Noah at the nursing home in the first scene we see him. They call him Duke. And I we, re, we rewinded the movie because I needed to make sure that I didn't mishear it, but they called him Duke, and I think they're just trying to like keep us on our, uh, off the... Um, off the tale scent. that that yeah. is actually yeah. Noah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what they were trying to. When and I, before you know, one of you guys can go next. But as far as is the fr- and does the framing device work where they're telling the movie? It's a movie within a movie. There, it's the old people telling the story of the people, and that's maybe it works in the book. I, I can't imagine, but like, it's not a good. It doesn't work here. It makes the ending. It really deflates the ending. Um, it would have been better if it were just a love story in the forties. I think. Um, I don't know how much better, but it would have. I I don't think the I think the old people stuff only hurts it in the end. I don't think any of it is helps it. So when I think of the a movie where they read out loud what happened and it's all flashback, I just think of um the Princess Bride where mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah. the I actually did think of that the too. Story yeah. to the kid. Yeah. Um. So now that's a good question, Nicole. I don't think that they resemble Ali and Noah much at all. Like, Noah as an old guy is just, like, slowly dying. His body's kind of decaying away, but he's just optimistic because he loves his wife, and that's that's really his whole personality, and that's why he wakes up in the morning, and he doesn't really care about his kids or his grandkids. He really just is there for <laughs> yeah, his wife. They even said that. Like, Please come home, Dad. Like, we fucking miss you. No, I have yeah, to stay with like, her. Yeah, like, he's got a whole herd of family at home. so many questions about the the framing. That's why it's bad. It's because, like, I mean, maybe you'll maybe you'll have a question about it later, Nicole. But there's a I have a lot of questions about the old people in this and like what's actually happening in the present day. <laughs> so now that you say that, I think it honestly, I probably would have preferred it just to be a movie in the '40s. I think a lot of the tear jerkers though is when like they both die together because of their love. Yeah, I mean that didn't that didn't really touch me, but. I would say that people that like this movie probably thought that that was necessary because that just wrapped it all together in a pretty bow. Yeah, that was the the only time that I got a little misty. So it really wasn't even about the whole story itself. It was just about the ending and how caring he was for her and how, you know, I mean, that's ideal. You just both die together and then, you know, now the kids can do whatever they want with your stuff and sounds great um i i don't i don't know about this movie and the character the people playing the characters because it was so hard to watch because it was so slow and the writing was so difficult 
to bear to listen to and um and the characters were unbelievable like i want to believe that you know it's a love at first sight for ryan gosling and he just he is just done he's smitten that's the end of it and then you're supposed to think sort of you know once she acquiesces it to it that she's in love with him forever but then she winds up with this other guy it seems like she loves him just as much as she loved you know noah so it's very uh i don't like her character after that happens i don't i don't believe her that she's um i, I don't believe what what she sort of does in this movie i guess the most believable character is her mom i think she is just like uh, that's exactly how a mom would act that had a daughter that she was grooming to become, you know, Miss uh, May Queen or whatever and come back and get, get herself a nice rich husband and, you know, come back and take care of her once once her time comes. So, um, but did you mom? believe her love story? The mom's love story? Right. <laughs> I mean, I laughed. I laughed so many times at this at like the badness of like cliches of things when she. They, <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Then, then it's like, is that a bonding moment for them? Like, I don't know. Yeah, we both scraped the bottom scene? of the barrel, honey. You know, it's you yeah. Know. I don't know if she was trying to encourage her to do something else or what she was saying. Look at this piece of shit I could have ended up with. Like, it's really hard <laughs> to determine what she was right. saying. But well, yeah, what, or, you, what was her point in bringing her out there? Because it seems like a third, let me show you something that'll make you believe what I believe this whole time. And then she which goes, which is what now? <laughs> so well, like, but by the end she's like crying. She's like, oh, I left him for this rich guy. I was like, was that the was <laughs> that your, your purpose father? of bringing her here? Because this whole movie, you've been you know pro marry the rich guy, don't fall in love with the poor guy, and now you see your old guy who's shoveling coal, and now you're like, oh, but uh, twenty five years ago, I'm, I'm like, I don't yeah. buy any of this. Well, but if that's <laughs> true, if she, if she brought her out there for that, then she was basically just trying to like sabotage her life because she didn't want her to have happiness because she didn't have happiness. So that's that's a sucky thing for a mom to do. Yeah, she's a real shady. She's a real shady. But she's good but, at it, right? I think that I think uh, Joe. If that's what her character her is supposed to be, then I suppose then that conveys that properly. But my God, no, there's there are, there's no created. There are no real. Characters I thought in this her movie. intention was different, and she brought her over to be like, I actually had true love, and I let it go for a rich guy. Don't do what I did. And I thought she had a turn of heart. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. she. I think she might have, but was it? I don't know. How do you, how do you? Would she ever turn a heart? When she saw him, or what? Did you ever turn her heart? No, I thought. No, she's been thinking about this guy all this time. Yeah. She knew exactly where he worked. She said she travels and visit, you know, hides in secret every time she's in the area exactly. when they go on vacation. <laughs> every time I get a letter from yeah. your old boyfriend, I come down here and yeah. read it. Just, I see my old boyfriend. I'm like, what the exactly. fuck is that? <laughs> and realize I want well, everyone to feel the same pain that I have felt my whole life. I'm right. a vindictive bitch. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, know. What I, a great character. <laughs> yeah, the, the parents, but she's super her, believable as that character. Her parents are really weird. The dad is really weird. I don't. The dad is. He looks like an Armenian king or something. I don't know what the hell caricature that was of a person. When she shows up on the porch and he's like sitting in the chair with sipping his like sweetie, I'm like, did we just walk into like an SNL skit? I'm like, yeah, it looks like coming to it looks like coming to ridiculous. America or something. <laughs> um, to America. But it's funny that you said that. It's funny that you said that, Mama K, because my next question to you guys 
is I know we're kind of speaking about characters right now, which is good because <clears throat> I wanted to know if any of you actually like Allie. <laughs> I think personally, I think she's a vindictive bitch and wow. I I do not like her character at all because <laughs> she completely manipulated that man and both and she was so eager to jump on any dick that would come and be like, I want to spoil you with everything. Yeah, but you know, not she... really jump on it. She just wanted to pretend. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> you know, she, she, um, and it's not to her fault that she didn't get the letters. I get that. But like, she was very manipulative of Noah when they were trying to break up and, then she didn't even try to write to him or anything. She had no communication with him at all, just waiting. I don't know if that's just a 40s female thing. You're not allowed to write back. And then when she finds this new guy and she's like, oh, well, mom's happy because I'm getting all this money. Like, I'm happy too. And yeah. she jumps into this relationship that she didn't want, clearly, only to go and see Noah again and sleep with him the day she sees him stay over his house, he's buying her these paints and gifts and things only to have her mom show up and be like, oh, you're such a such a slut. And she's like, mom, leave me alone. Like, no, you're <laughs> disgusting. You're you're screwing over your husband. You're like your your future husband because you couldn't get over the fact that you weren't over this guy. By the I've way, he's in to town. <laughs> yeah give me a fucking break what wait the, what the worst thing that? she did was she invited noah's girlfriend in the house oh my it god was, what we it have to talk about smile on her face being like come in for breakfast like oh, let me show fine. you around. like that was the biggest Poor Martha. Like, this is ever. all. I know. All for and Martha. Martha was, and Martha was just too timid to stand up for herself. And she's Poor like, widow Martha. I can see why you really like her. And it was just so <laughs> Lloyd. That was a low blow for Allie. Lloyd was watching it with me, oh. half watching it with me, and he had the best reaction. So all of a sudden, he's drawn to that scene and he's watching it and he's like, oh no, she thinks Martha's the help. And I'm like, no, she does not think Martha is the help. <laughs> yeah, she must. Why is she inviting her inside? I'm like, because it's bad. This movie's bad yeah. and it's bad writing. It's terrible. Noah was like, I think you shouldn't come inside. It doesn't seem like an appropriate time. And then Allie comes over and says, come on in. <laughs> Let's have some, I'll put some tea on. Like, And now yeah. we can all look at, be really awkward. And then Martha's just like, dude. fine. At the end, she's like, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? You just, no. you just your husband died, and then this guy just, like, li like literally you come home one day, and there's just, like, another lady, and they're like, oh, welcome to our home. <laughs> Ridiculous. So when I watched this movie the first time, I remember thinking to myself, like, Allie screams a lot, and she's really annoying. And that was so <laughs> true, because when I watched it again, like, this girl screams all the time, like, all, just for no reason. She's just she does flip out a lot. You know what? People, girls like this movie because he takes her out on a boat and there's 50 million, not swans, what are they, like geese or whatever. Ew. Imagine and, all the shit all around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there are there is no shit in this movie, so it's okay. You know, it's just all. Just the whole thing. Yeah, and um, it's that thing where, oh, 
this would oh yeah be when so they go romantic. to like the geese pond i'm like is every goose on the planet in this pond <laughs> yes like, there's yes. so many i'm like i I've, I've lived in like not the most populated areas and i have never seen anything like that ludicrous not just that off- geese are mean and they will attack you man yeah, that many geese they weren't there's doing no anything way they would have yeah i know um the most off-putting thing was her like gaslighting <laughs> when he was leaving when, when they were breaking up when she had to leave for the summer and he was like i don't want to continue to do this and she screams at him you know i hate you we're done oh, yeah and then he's walking he's driving away but we're not really done right <laughs> i was just i was just joking we're just fighting <laughs> what the fuck Ew, I hate her. I oh, hate yeah, the, the relationship messaging in this movie is absolutely awful. Oh, when they get to like the point. climactic scene, when Noah's like, yeah, I know you have, he's stable and you love him and you have a really good relationship and he's good to you, but we fight all the time. That's who you should be with. Like That's like what the writing is saying. <laughs> like You're going to be bored being happy. You should fight and have giant manic up and downs. I'm like, that's a horrible relationship advice. <laughs> you should, you should you should not well, be telling thirteen-year-old girls this. Are horrible. <laughs> they're they're both equally horrible. So what, what a horrible advice. The old the old couple who like reads to each other every day in the nursing home. That's the stable couple. That's not this psychotic, <laughs> crazy, like manic couple. Well, it, it's well. Look at how you're calling a relationship with a dying man and a woman with Alzheimer's the stable part of their relationship. Like that <laughs> is not okay. <laughs> yeah that's yeah so we kind of touched on the the big glaring things to me i i didn't say but i too agree that i think that the we should have saved the retelling of her written word as the what the story is about and just have it as a better hour and a half movie about a young couple in the 40s finding love i, I think that would have been a lot better like I get they're trying to tug at our heartstrings and like, oh, look at how long this love lasted. It's so wonderful. But I just didn't, I didn't jump on that. But my last question that we didn't touch on yet is, is anybody else confused about what's going on with this house that he built that has now become a retirement slash long-term living facility and did he do this specifically when Allie was declining? Did someone purchase this house from him? How did they end up here? It does all of these questions. I feel like they need to be answered somehow for us to understand why they're still at this place and how it became this. It's just such a big plot hole to me. Are they still at the I house? I mean, I don't even get where he had the money to build the house in the first place. If he was like so dirt poor, <laughs> yeah. who had, well, had the, the, G- the, dad, the GI bill? The dad sold the house. The dad, the GI bill. The dad sold his house completely, and with that money plus his GI money, he could get a loan from the bank to fix the house. And then right. you know he had nothing to do but put in work and go do his coal mining thing or whatever. So I, I could I could buy that he gets the house in the first place, but I totally one hundred percent agree with the call. I'm like when when does this house that he rebuilt become the long care living facility where the rest of the movie pretty much takes place like in the in the present day? Like what that is an absurd. Wait, is is leap it the same place? It's the same place. I think it is. It's the same place. I'm. I, I like it. They. They even show. She's the, looking out. 
She's looking, I'm sorry, she's looking out of her window at the beginning and she sees that rower and that's where yeah. they were rowing at, at right in front of his house, you know, when they were young. And I'm pretty sure that the setup of it's on, it's some, some, it's on some sort of lake or river. And I think it's in the same location. The pillars are the same. It's got to be the same. And even if you wanted uh, to I say, catch that. even if you wanted to say the beginning was like a dream sequence or whatever, like the opening credits, when they go out to the gardens later on, when the kids show up, it's the same white house with the blue shutters. that they specifically said earlier, the gar- the grounds <laughs> are the same. It's by that lake. <laughs> it's the same house. He turned when at some point when he turned the house, they grew up in into a living care facility for not just her, there are other patients here and a full staff. <laughs> there's a whole slew of them. There's there's operating rooms. Like there is a whole this is a whole operation in this old house. I cannot fathom the reasoning for that. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't have the answers. <laughs> I have I have zero answers for that. Well, that's the problem. There's no answer that just that describes how this came to be. It just I don't know. The only thing that I can imagine that is unanswered is as they got older and you know they've been together for a while and noah became more established and perhaps he got a a well-paying job where this was their lifelong dream to build some sort of long-term care facility it just doesn't (laughs) make sense that they just so happen to both need it at the same time when she has and she's developing alzheimer's it just doesn't make sense also why is she here if they have so if her family has so much money like she doesn't need like she could be anywhere i don't know why she's here and like I, I don't know. It, 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 that's why. That's my biggest reason for why the framing device doesn't work is because the framing device itself makes everything worse. It like weakens the story in the middle, which is already corny, cheesy, bad writing. I still laugh at some of the lines. Like, uh, what was the one I laughed at? Nicole? It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was an unlikely relationship. She was a city girl. He was a country boy, and like that was like the line. And I like spit my drink out laughing. I'm like. <laughs> That's like the live, laugh, love of like, in- like introducing your character's ro- romance. I was like, oh my god! I bet someone's actually like tearing up at this. It sounds like whoever just watched it was was tearing up at this. Oh just the uh, that's something I've always heard is this is like the quintessential one I want to cry movie, and I <sighs> did not feel that whatsoever. There's Never, so much no. confusion I have with. The dynamic of, in the beginning, we've got a lot of different characters that she's hanging out with. The young girl that is her friend and um, the other guys. I don't know how these people know each other, I guess from summers prior. But, like, it just doesn't, it just feels like a really bad knockoff of Greece, where summer <laughs> summer is coming to a close. <laughs> and we need to figure out who we're going to see afterwards. And all of our friends will be gone. It's just, it's really poorly adapted from that i feel like uh, the I, I will say after watching this it is way worse than i thought it was going to be uh, yes i thought i yes. thought it was going to be competent passable 53 percent, nothing to scoff at big reputation for everyone saying it's the, one of the best things if this this pulls tears out of people and i'm like it, it can't be that bad and it's i think it's that bad and it's so bad that it makes me want to watch his like the really bad adaptations of his movies, because I think those will be so bad that I will like burst out laughing at how bad the writing is. And like some of like the, the things that go on, like it's so, no, I think you this have is... better use of your time, Bren, to do something. Uh, else. I, I don't, don't think know. you need I, to go I, on I a Nicholas watch. Sparks binge. I'm not going to go on a binge. I, I want to watch the one where Kobe smolders. turns into a ghost. That sounds very funny. That sounds, oh, that sounds... yeah, but sh- it might just wreck Colby Smol- Smolders for you, so you. Hey, you know, I don't have my bed there. She's a fine actress. Makes some bad 
career choices, but it's it's worse re- than I could have imagined. I'm glad to hear this only because I, after I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to turn in like my chick flick card because I don't like this movie and every other woman in the world does. So not these three. Yeah. You got a band of three right here that really could pass on this Phew. any other any Phew. more times in our lives. OK, because I, um, I like I like cheesy rom-coms and maybe that's it. I just don't like romantic movies. Romantic movies are too. You need the comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, I, I don't think comedy. I've seen very many non-comedic movies that are like this, but... Titanic. Um, I mean, I guess... I mean, yeah, but that is like an epic. That's like a three-hour epic. Like, You're um, also a really rich girl who can't be with yeah, a poor boy. I mean, so how, how, how many times are we going to have this same plot set up? But anyway, those are, mm. those are all the questions that I had about this. Um... I guess we kind of know what all of us feel about it. <laughs> do you do you do you know anybody specifically that you can think of that is a, an advocate for this movie? Um, I told Karen on Sunday I was watching <laughs> Karen it. And she say? was like, oh, "I love that movie." No, Karen loves this. Oh, oh Karen, I had so, I have had such a I high uh, regard for you for all of these reviews and. <laughs> I mean, no but, one's you know, perfect, I guess. <laughs> that and, you know, it's really hard hey, to say Karen that you don't like perfect. this movie. She's, she's Karen, got yeah. <laughs> She's still perfect. It's okay. She's, she's just yeah, been we're, we're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Do you know anyone who know, who likes this? Because you, I mean, uh, you know, not to not to age you, but you are of the older demographic he, on the show. But uh, uh, did, um, did you, any of your friends like this? Like, I... I I have never had anyone say, oh, my God, let's get together and watch The Notebook. Um, and also when I said I was watching it for the first time to review, I had a friend audibly laugh for probably 1.5 minutes straight saying, oh, <laughs> you're in for it now. Like, uh, OK, this is good. You're, this is going to rock your world in a bad way. So um, and she's more of the 30 ish crowd. So I would think that she would be more. Uh, this would be this would be the jam for her, right? So, um, and also right. she oh would have God. been the right age when it came. She would been the right age. She's it. you know yeah. likes Ryan I Gosling. Just, so I just realized realized why it's called the Notebook. <laughs> oh, what do you Nicole. mean? You just realized that it's because I didn't. I was not because, gathering. What's he reading from the whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not yes. gathering. Oh that. my god! <laughs> Remember at the end where he actually shows the notebook. Get the hell! It should have been called the letters or something. Oh my god! I think she only reads one of them. She reads. I don't like know how she had like, the forethought oh, to to also write this notebook because I'm losing my, I'm losing you know my my memory. I'm gonna write this so you can read it to me and remind me of all of these. Like, <laughs> by now, there's got to be big gaps in there that she hadn't filled. So. I also love that the, when the mom hands her, because he makes a big point. I wrote you 365 letters, one for every one day for of the year, very day. specific. Yeah. And then she hands him the block, brick of letters. I'm like, that's like, that's like 60 100. letters. That's not, that's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> like, I don't know if you got rid of the other ones or. Uh, she sent the other ones to her, her boyfriend that's uh, breaking uh, She the was like, this up. is a good one. I'm going to send it to the coal um, miner guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, that's all I've got for this one. All uh, right, so it sounds like we're all well, on the not recommend. About it long enough. And we're all on the not recommend side then? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Nicole, so for 
this. Um, it was still fun to talk about. It was fun to talk about. That's yeah. true. I, I enjoyed talking about it. Uh, and I there there were parts where the writing was indeed so bad. I I audibly laughed because I enjoy <laughs> really bad stuff sometimes. So it tic- it I tickled that for me occasionally. Cringe, cringe, what? cringe. Yeah, but like you know, sometimes sometimes you need a little a little cringe. Uh, so that's notebook. Um, there you go. Mm. Uh, we have more regular movies or uh, uh, movies that are actually coming out soon. Uh, coming up, streaming releases, movie releases, and uh, listener suggestions. We are still taking them. So if you have anything to suggest, films with the women in my life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Podhost, and email the show films with the women at gmail dot com. Thanks, Nicole, for picking this. Thanks, everyone, for being on. I'll always remember. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Until next time. This is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.